and welcome to what will be our 40th episode, I believe. Just wanted to preface this one because it's uh, it's a little rough. One of the crew was in the has been in the hospital for a bit. Uh, he's on the mend, so you know he's gonna be all right. But we recorded this in his hospital room on a day where we had we're having severe weather, so there may be skips and jumps from where the doctor came in to talk to him, or that one time when the nurses came in and drug us all out of the hallway because there was a tornado warning. Uh, and I know at one point you can hear the weather reports because we turned up the TV loud enough that we could keep up with it. Hopefully it won't be too disturbing. Hopefully you'll still enjoy the episode. And hopefully by the next one, he'll be out and we'll be recording like normal. It's also why there's been some delay between this one and our previous episode. So anyway, with no further ado, we will get into the episode. Howdy howdy and welcome to this week's episode of Man, We're Too Old For This. With us today is... The experience that some call Jason. And the Todd Father. And hosting day, the token, uncomfortable in hospital, Tarky. We're here today talking about Endgame. Marvel movie came out a little while ago. And I'll go ahead and say, probably going to have spoilers. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. The embargo's lifted. We're probably like doing this, truthfully. Yeah. yeah. But we had reasons to be late, so don't worry about us. Well, worry about one of us. Ow. Danny's not here. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, worry about Danny. Worry about Danny. Always worry about Danny. So who's kicking off? Well, how do you want to kick it off? Because I want to, I want to kick it off with a very basic question. Did you enjoy it? Did you like it? That's two separate questions, obviously. I'm not doing some kind of poll, do you like me, yes or yes. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll start off with that one. Uh, did I enjoy it? Yes. Did I like it? Uh, it changes with time. It's one of those that the more I think about it, the more I find wrong with it, and the less I kind of like it. But the last 45 minutes, you know. The last 45 minutes are mad neat until you take time to realize that it basically ended the way every Avengers movie has ended since the first one. With a big CGI mashup. I don't mind that the mashup too bad. It became a bit of a cliche. I would like to have seen an Avengers movie where it was just them versus a villain group at some point. Which you could have done in this one if you'd had Thanos and his lieutenants acting as a unit more. <clears throat> you know, you could have had the main Avengers fighting them while all the other folks that ended up rushing in could have taken on the army. Yeah, you could have, but what the hell was the chances of that shit? Because frankly, Really, the way they treated the lieutenants was, ah, we've already seen y'all get beat, shove y'all in the background. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They barely used them at all. <clears throat> yeah. We've seen you get killed once. We bring you back long enough to kill you again. Yeah. That's kind of it. So, Jason, what about you? I like the movie as I'm watching it. Visually, it's neat. It's kind of like the rest of you, though. The more I think about it, the more kind of plot holes there are. The treatment of some of the characters really, really bothered me. I mean, that bothered me. Some of the, the treatment of some of the characters bothered me walking out of the theater. Some of this other stuff has taken a little more time. Now, the stuff that I liked about it, you know, the stuff I was sitting there and I just really, really liked as I'm watching it, I mostly still like so what did you really, really like while you were watching? 
I know I had a list now. I forgot what it was. Uh, I like the fight. I like that they kept the five years later, and you get you know they give you some impression of loss. Yeah, kind of what the you know kind of what the world has gone through. With half its population gone in that time. <clears throat> you know that gave some weight to it. Uh, at the very beginning, before the time jump. You know, I like how rough, how hard Thor was taking stuff. Yeah. You know, it looked like you might actually have, you know, a serious plot line with him. Until they said the hell with that. Yeah. yeah. And turned him into a joke. Yep. For the rest of the, the entire rest of the movie. I mean, it's kind of what happens when you go, hey, I'm going to do this, and then it fails on you. And you go, well, I'm going to do this. Kept a positive attitude for four failures in a row. Eventually, you give up. I don't mind that they made him a drunk. You know, that you find yeah. out that within five years he was he was just a drunk. Hmm. It's the fact that they made him such a joke for the entire movie. Yeah, you don't even feel sorry for him anymore because he's just so goofy. And while we're on that topic, I really liked how they really snuck in a huge jab at the comics with him. Because he sits there, he's been a drunk slob for five years, puts his hand out, Yolner comes to him and go, he goes, I'm still worthy. When in the comics, he yeah. was tricked into thinking himself unworthy, and, loses and then hammer. found out, oh, I was tricked, and somehow he was still unworthy of a hammer that he got tricked into believing he wasn't worthy of. And that's been going on for years. Yeah, and yeah. it has been years. Yeah, because he's still not worthy. Despite the fact he's doing the exact same sh he was doing when he was worthy. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, but that's a, you know, a dig I found a great dig and joke to me. If they intended it that way. It may have just been a reference to the unworthy Thor. I mean, even if it was an unintentional dig. Yeah, yeah. It's like unintentionally insulting someone you kind of wanted to have insulted for what they did. Oh yeah, another thing I liked was the uh, how many Cap moments they slipped in there. You know, this was Cap's movie. Him lifting a hammer where Cap was barely in it in, in the Infinity War. War. Yeah, this was Cap's movie. But you know, lifting the hammer which is out of the book. Uh, Thanos destroying the shield which is out of the book. Even the Hell Hydra. Even though that's a moment yeah. in the book people don't tend to care for. It was one straight out of the book. It was, honestly for me, that was a moment of them once again taking a dig at the comics by showing you could have had him say it in a way that makes sense story-wise of him getting a mm -hmm. goal and getting a rise out of them rather than Nazi cap. Yeah. You know, finally had a uh, Avengers Assemble. Which was kind of my moment in the thing was, oh, thank God he finally, you know, when he goes Avengers Assemble, I lost my shit. You know. And it was, and that's the thing about the movie. While I was in it, there were a whole, there were times that I was like, "Oh man, this this is really cool." It just didn't survive the cool off. Once the spectacle was kind of over, and you kind of go, "Well, I think that, oh God, well I think that, oh shit, this is you know, a lot of this stuff is shit that I've seen before." Mm -hmm. I mean. Um, it's not Winter Soldier where the story yeah. really holds up when yeah. it's over. It's not one of those things where, hell, when you get done with it, you sit there and go, oh, man, this was cool, this was cool, this was cool, this was cool. For me, I walked out going, 
in an imaginary checklist, they ticked all the boxes for people won't ride at the end of this. Yeah. We will make sure to get everything in there we have to get in for people to go, all right, they, they wrapped it up. Yeah. But then they had such a long checklist of things they had to eventually get around to doing that it kind of took up. That's true. It, it, I've heard complaints that it was too long. I don't think it was too long. It, it took that long to set stuff kind of up. And to be fair, with it being a part two of a sad ending film, you had to have a decently long set up. Yeah. Especially for the halfway convoluted plan they had to come up yeah. with. To yeah, yeah. Because you had to have that, and you had to have kind of the, um, you know, they that was all the setup to the emotional moment of On Your Left. Yeah. Because, I mean, they let it get right to its darkest period, and then you hear Sam in Steve's ear on your left. And there's your hope, and then the big fight. But it's one of those kind of things where, I, honestly, when I s- sat around and thought about it, it, was like, okay, if you took the big fight out of that movie... Yeah, it'd been a little. It would have been, been on the weak side. <coughs> oh, I would like to give one award though. What's that? Would like to give an award to Ant Man in this film. That's true. For being a better Spider Man than an MCU Spider Man is. That's true. Yes. That's true. He was nothing but great quips and decent action. Yeah, that's true. Which I went, man. They're doing a lot of CGI for the Ant Man action. Scott Lang is a fifty-year-old actor. That's why they're doing a lot of CG action for Ant Man. I never realized he was quite that old. But you know that that was that was a thing that sorry I thought Paul it was, Rudd Paul Rudd is a fifty year old actor. The thing I thought was kind of interesting though is when you find out that yeah out of the movies after Infinity War that was supposed to be so important, Ant Man and the Wasp was the one that you should have been paying <laughs> attention to, not Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel had the hype oh you got to do you got to see this for this but no Ant Man and the Wasp was the one that if you didn't watch that your ass was lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The MacGuffin was there. <laughs> that is one criticism I've heard of the movie that, frankly, I disagree with. Is that they were so focused on the people that have watched all the movies, they weren't, you know, they weren't given enough, you know, background or enough this, that, the other for the people that haven't watched all the movies. Well, it's, you know, you're coming in at part two of. Not you're only coming in at part 20 something. Yeah. 20 something series. Yeah, so. That, that's kind of you just spent the entire there. movie, rev, you know, rev, reviewing everything. Yeah, yeah. This was this was the payoff for the people that that have watched the movies, and if you don't get that, then tough, you know. Yeah. Go watch the movies, and then go watch this, or you know, or sit there and don't know what the hell's going on. Or sit there and bother your buddy next to you that has seen it all. Yeah. I said, what's this from? What, what are they talking about? Why is this important? Who's the blonde? Who's the glowing blonde? Yeah. Which they've can we can we all admit now that she was completely shoehorned into this crap? Yeah, she doesn't fit. They marry they marry suit her to the point that you don't know what she's gonna do in her next movie. My thing with her was not necessarily the Russos decided we are not going to use Captain Marvel as a character. We are using Captain Marvel as a plot device. Right. We need this to happen. How can we get it to happen? Use Captain Marvel. The trick is, you could have they could have given that to other characters and it'd been more satisfying. In other words, Thor could have found Tony. Uh, Thor could have taken taken out Sanctuary too. And it's satisfying in that his story's wrapping up. This is about the original Avengers 
give the original Avengers some shine, you know, for God's sake, let Hulk punch something. Yeah, you know, it, it would it would have been nice if they go well. It, you know, the Infinity Gauntlet is gonna kick out a bunch of gamma. If you'd have got rid of Green Ruffalo and actually had the Hulk show up for a little while, because I'm sorry, that was not the Professor Hulk by anybody's way, shape, form, or the imagination. That was not. That was Green Ruffalo. That was not anybody's Hulk. Now, to be fair, as a character existing. I found a joy in that Hulk of like, and eh, it's something newish. That like, it's the one person because I wanted there to be one person, and he was it—the one that got something good out of the snap. Because Thanos' whole thing was how great it was going to be, and it was you know shite for everybody. I wanted there to be one outlier to show Thanos being a complete moron who doesn't understand the scientific theory. Because he only ever shows one example of it working. That's true. Because Thanos talks about when he half the planet Gamora's from. He went back. It was great. It's the only example he ever gave of it. And that was, you know, Infinity War. But in Endgame, I wanted there to be one character at least that got a positive reaction out of the snap. Yeah, Tony's done right. Yeah. He, he lost a fake son and got a real daughter. To be fair, he, if they had succeeded and he had been trapped there and then rescued, he probably would have married Pepper. That's true. That, well, you know, that was cut up anyway because Wong was invited to the wedding. I'm disappointed that you didn't get to see anything from the wedding. That's true. I wanted to see Wong scarfing down her derbs. That would have been a happy moment in a movie that was, you know, depressing. A movie that had... They were, go, they were going out of their way to be depressing. That's true, to keep everything depressing to the very end. And, and then ended with a funeral so it could be depressing. Well, that way it would be taken seriously. They're starting their Oscar push. Yeah. Which it does not deserve. Nope. It does not deserve an Oscar push. It does not deserve an Oscar nomination. Nobody in it deserves an Oscar nomination. It was not... It was not that big of a deal. We will take a moment to edit this out. Uh, I would like to have a, a extended moment to complain about Thanos in this film. Go for it. Thanos sees his future self, you know, I'm inevitable cool, thanks, bye. And he comes in and goes, oh, you know, you're ungrateful, well, I'll make a new one. And then you go back with Infinity War, it's like, wait a minute, He's all he's talking about is grateful universe, grateful universe, that. Thanos is just some punk who wants everybody to like him. And he's psychotic. He's a psychotic guy with a psychotic plan to make everybody like him. Which is truthfully what I liked about this one. Is that you finally had Thanos be the Mad Titan? It's it's almost like in the first one. I don't know. I don't know if they were trying to. I don't know if they were trying to make him likable or relatable or because his plan was insane and and truly dumb from the beginning. But you you had jackasses running. Oh, that's where he was right. No, it's no, it's it's, it's dumb. His plan was dumb. But rather than play him like a psychopath, like they should have, they got him caring about Gamora and crying over a loss and mourning. That's not Thanos or Titan. At least in this one, you got Thanos or Titan. That some bitch is batshit crazy. And his plan is sick and batshit crazy. Yeah, he talks about what he's going to do to yeah. whatever little world he's going to enjoy. It. Yeah. Yeah, but like, from a point of, he's the same Thanos from Infinity War just earlier. 
my brain just goes, he's the kid you handed a Rubik's Cube to, who then cracked it with a hammer and put it back together and said, I, I got it. He went, that's not how you're supposed to get it. And you jumbled it again. He went, okay, I'll fix it this time. And then he comes back to you the next day, hands you a finished one. You go, oh, good job. And you see in his backpack where he just bought a new one because he's not smart enough to fix the one that was messed up. True. I'll give you that. It, it just bothered me. It's like, he's supposed to be smart, but now his motivation's all over the place. Um, yeah. Like I said, I'm going to fix this universe by destroying it and making a new one? That didn't fix it. He just made a new one. Well, I kind of I kind of liked it. Oh, you wasn't grateful? I succeeded and you wasn't grateful? Well, I'll show you the next time. I'll wipe out everybody and I'll create people who are grateful. And you listen to that plan and go, that shit's crazy. Exactly. Yeah, he That's did, Thanos. He did a great job of pulling him back to being crazy. The problem is, this isn't a standalone. The previous one was, I'm going to fix this. Yeah. And it didn't fix it. And then when it didn't fix it, he said, well, I'm going to fix it by not fixing it. I'm going to fix it by giving up on it. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, then you admitted your plan was stupid from the start. They truthfully just botched Thanos in virtually every appearance of this first one. True. You know, he, he looked less and less like the character every time he appeared after the first appearance. And then when you finally get to see him actually doing something, it's just completely wrong. The attitude's wrong, the personality's wrong, what he's doing. Motivation is wrong. Yeah. Like I said, it, it, he was close. I thought he was better in Endgame, but they didn't exactly yeah. fix him. Either. Yeah, he was he was a hell of a lot closer, at least in in tone in Endgame, than he, they ever yeah. thought about him being in Infinity War. That was one of my big gripes of Infinity War, was what the hell did you do? This don't make sense. It's, you know, he's, he's not trying to really hurt anybody. That's not Thanos. Thanos is murderous. And because he's a, a nihilist, he looks at death weird you know it, it's it's a gift from him you know Which seeing him around with he had Ebony Maul talking in the yeah, first one but. yeah when you see him go eight, and he would have worked as creepy cult leader if they'd have made him more like the Magus mm-hmm. yeah it still would have worked which was it's what you thought he was going for with the whole Ebony Maul speech you know your deaths of you know your sacrifices moving the universe toward balance that kind of sick, creepy cult lead or something, that would have been cool. But hell, they didn't run with it. Maul was the only one that talked like that. The rest of them were just kind of just monkeys. <clears throughs> you know, it was, a, it was a big bunch of meh. Now, uh, taking it a few steps back in the story before the Thanos appeared that decided to ruin what the other Thanos wanted to be done, you gotta pull up the whole plan of them, wor- them working on where are the stones at any given moment, when can we nab one, I liked that whole planning session. Yeah. Just because eventually like I sat down, wait a minute, you tell me three stones were in New York at the exact same moment? It's yeah. just kind of an interesting thing. I liked the exchange Banner had with the, uh, the ancient source. One. Yeah, the ancient one. Yeah, I loved that. I did love mm-hmm. that. Because he basically went, no, 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 no. You don't get it. When we're done with them, we are we are giving them back. Well, to I like when he, go, when he basically goes, you know, I hate to do this, but I just have to take them from you. And then she punches his soul out of his body. Yep. And you'll notice his... Then he has to get the digital talking her into it. And also, well, it almost feels like, because when she pops his soul out, it's just regular banner, no green to it at all. 
that means he's probably more aggressive, you know, a little more aggressive than he normally is. As just the slightly greener ruffalo than eh, regular ruffalo. They didn't really show anything else to put in yeah, yeah. But it shows that the Hulk is not part of his 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 soul or psyche or whatever it is she pops out. Yeah, yeah. He's just him. But, uh, I don't know, uh, I'm almost to the point where the less said about the Hulk was better. Because they took a character when, you know, when you walked out of the first Avengers, it was like, man, I finally got to see the Hulk the way I wanted to see the Hulk. Buck wild and destroying yeah, everything. Yeah. And they, like, progressively made him worse and worse and weaker mm-hmm. and worse and lamer and worse. Well, they made him a coward in, uh, they made him a coward in Infinity War. And did nothing to fix that in, in Endgame. Nope. No, I mean, they, did, they didn't just not fix it. They didn't do anything with him. He could have been walking around as just rough the entire time. Yeah, he didn't punch a thing at all. Yeah. He threw a bench, though. They might as well have had Bruce cured in this yeah. movie. And just yeah. the brain. Yeah. Uh, he was pointless. He was pointless in, in Endgame. He was bullying Infinity War. Uh, I kind of I liked him in Ragnarok just because he finally talked. Mm-hmm. But it's still like they ain't quite getting him right. Yeah. You know, considering Savage Hulk can talk. They just wouldn't, you know. They let him have one line in Avengers. He never spoke in, in Age of Ultron, which didn't make sense. Hulk is capable of speech. Yeah. He doesn't have to be out for two years to be capable of speech. He is capable of speech. He talked in his first movie. He talked in in Avengers and then all of a sudden it was like well you know he had to be out for two years to learn how to talk like a baby no it's it's Hulk can talk you know first movie you know not only do you say Hulk smash and Betty but hell when he's in the uh, soda processing plant you hear him out of the dark go leave me alone <laughs> that's neat another thing I, I don't like about it speaking of the MCU entire with Hulk I hate they got rid of the glowing eyes yeah, One of the things incredible. that I really liked about the Hulk and the Incredible Hulk was the fact that his eyes glowed. Well, it's, it's almost as if they were allowed to keep some of the he is a monster of a horror genre in that movie. But yeah. from, then, from then on, they weren't allowed to keep that idea. Yeah. But the glowing green eyes for me, I can remember sitting in that first one, but man, that is just neat as shit. Especially when there's scenes where, he go in, where he's like in shadow and he pulled back and you can still see his eyes glow. I mean, I, I just thought that was cool as hell. Now, is there any specific scene from Endgame you want to talk about like, of you just going, uh, I did, I would not change anything about this scene? The fight at the end. The, the feeling of hopelessness of Cap facing Thanos' entire army and that garbled... Because you knew everybody was back, but you'd had no evidence of it as, yeah. as of yet. And that garbled on your left... And the feeling you had, oh man, you know, you, you literally had a feeling of hope. And then when the portals start opening, hell, I know me and Travis both were sitting there shouting, Wakanda forever, when you see Wakanda in the dude, background. Yeah. And if you notice, Wakanda in the background looks different. It's more advanced even than it was before. Another thing that I like about it from that point that uh, in uh, in Infinity War... You know, when you had the final battle in Wakanda, you know, it was, there was no, uh, man, they got a tornado warning. Sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, carry on. Uh, but, uh, 
they had they actually used the ships if you notice in this one you know you had uh you had their uh their air force mm. going which i thought was which i thought was pretty cool you know the one thing that i might change in that scene is i wanted one of the cap speeches you know one of them cap speeches cap gives the all powerful something before it smacks him out of existence yeah, but tricky is if they'd done that, they would have had to to made it like the comic. They would have had to have smacked him out of existence, which that was kind of a worry of mine. I didn't, you know, I didn't want Cap dying. Yeah, fair enough. You know, I I was truthfully truthfully in the scene where you know, uh, where he was going, you know, where he goes eight crap and like tears up the shield. That was one of the things that I was worried about. Was like, man, they gonna kill Cap? Cause that was the rumor that I'd heard was Cap uses Mjolnir, gets him some licks in, and then Thanos kills him. So I did not want, I did not want, you know, that to happen. Jace, is there a scene you wouldn't want to change anything about? That I wouldn't want to change anything about. Uh, the section of the fight where Cap is using Mjolnir. I really like that. One. The scene at the very beginning with Hawkeye's family, I thought that was pretty well done. You know, it kind of gut punches you real quick. Even though you know as soon as it opens up, you know kind of what's going to happen. Hmm. But it's good for setting the mood. Hmm. Yeah, it gives you it gives you the mood for the rest of the picture. For me, it was probably Hawkeye and Black Widow getting the Soul Stone. I almost mentioned that as one, too. Because it was basically just them going... Hmm. The only thing about that scene that gets me, though, is... But yeah, it was kind of a funny idea of Hawkeye, you know, talking to his family about getting the soul stone, you know. He had to kill the one you love the most. And his wife going, he had to kill the what, you what, the what? <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, the thing that... That I was interested in was... How they put all that stuff back. Because some of that stuff, not only... You know, had they, they take it out of time, it was in a different form. So, Steve takes the space stone back to. Oh, well, what I was saying is, uh, some of that stuff, you know, that it's changed forms. In other words, yeah, he's got the space stone, but what he needs is the tesseract. Uh, does that mean he goes to Asgard and basically reinjects? Uh, How's he get the reality stone to go from being a stone back to being, you know, that amorphous, floaty, blobby stuff, you know, that was before? The ether. They were calling the ether in that, in that door. And the best thing is, I wanted to see him take the soul stone back. Yeah, that, yeah. you got memes online yeah. about that. Everybody yeah. wanted to see him run into the Red Skull. Yeah. Steve, son of a bitch, how are you still alive? But, you know, I was sitting in the theater going, yeah, if Cap's taking everything back, I kind of want to see him take the Soul Stone. I would have given up on the dance to have seen him take the Soul Stone back. That's how you're getting the Black Widow movie. What? He goes, it turns out they're not so much a sacrifice as they are a deposit. Well, see, that is back. Oh, that's neat. That is an interesting question. Come with if me you bring back it, to the 40s. If you, if you bring it back, you know, does the soul you gave up for it come back, or or does it just reset? You know. Well, 
it feels like it would just be a reset, because if not, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm just renting it. <laughs> but know, nobody knows that going in. Well, yeah. If it, well, and the thing is, you know, but hell, you know, normally if you went through all that to get it, why would you ever give it back? It's just kind of a deal of, they, they have to make it permanent just because if it wasn't, then things get kind of silly. Yeah. yeah. And it makes the movie less depressing. So picking back up? Yeah. Right. So with some scenes like that having happened, you know, scenes you really concretely enjoyed, obviously we're going to flip-flop that because that's the easiest way to tell a story. Scenes you'd like to change almost completely. We'll start with Toddy. Yeah, start with Jason. Start with Start with Jason. Starting with, because I'm not the host, except I am the host. Yeah. I get told when I'm the host, I got to do yeah, other just, things and host. I'm, I'm thinking of To stuff. Jason. I'm having a uh, Every scene with Captain Marvel? <laughs> That's an exaggeration. That's an exaggeration. Uh, I didn't mind her wrestling Thanos at the very beginning because they had shown how maimed he was. Yeah. Not a problem there. Uh, you know, the, you know, the when she's communicating with Black Widow, that's fine. Her and Rocket's dialogue is fine. When she shows up and just takes the big spaceship out, I mean, it's something you saw. Her, it's the kind of thing you saw her do in her own movie. That's mm-hmm. fine. But there was actually no real. It had stopped shooting by that point, so there was real, no real well, need to take it out. It hadn't stopped. It had turned its gun to fire at her. Uh, maybe this one. It, it had begun firing at her because she was a fast-moving target. But that was just kind of eh. Like I said, that's nothing yet seen her do before that. When she gets down there and she starts wrestling Thanos, and he's got the entire gauntlet, and she's out. First, they put her in the exact position Captain America was in, just to show you how superior she was. She's Thanos. You you have seen handle Thor. You've seen him whip the Hulk. You've seen him whip the Hulk quickly. And and now he's got all the gems. He's got the full gauntlet. And she's out wrestling him when she's empowered by a knockoff of one gym. Yeah. Yeah, there he, was just. He there was takes no the headbutt. Because, you know, he headbutts and mm-hmm. she just looks at him. Yeah, well, they had to do an entire scene of him from the glove actively using the stones, has to take the power stone out of it, put it in his hand, to notify you, I'm now using the stone I should be always using. Yeah. Yeah. It made no story sense, it didn't make sense within the setting. It was one of them crammed in. When we complain about a girl power kind of story, that's an exact example. Yeah, it's a Mary, no, no story it's a Mary sense. Sue moment. You know, having her come, having her come in and do well, you know, do relatively well against him, fine. You know, because Cap had gotten some licks in. You know, that's one thing. But. You know, you know what my big question in that whole scene was? How'd she know? Who called her? Probably Doctor Strange. Strange wouldn't know she existed. He was dead when she showed up. Fair point. Uh, fair point. Maybe she was just already on her way back. I, I mean, he, I mean, he literally. Of that scene, that's that's the part that bothers me the least. Now, the part I would not have changed in the scene, other than maybe him grabbing the stone, was him punching her out of the movie. Yeah. That was a great. Yeah. That got a better reaction than anything else she did. That's you know, true. If you listen to the crowd, that got a better reaction than anything she actually did in the movie. Uh, a scene that bothered me slightly, though it was not a bad scene was the all-ladies scene. You know, every character was getting their moment of badassery. you misogynist piece of crap. Every character was getting their moment of badassery. None of, the, none of the characters in that scene were getting more than anybody else. It's just that you clumped them all together. 
Like you really, really want to go, here, here, look, 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 give us our cookie for this. As opposed to just working that in and with then, everybody and else. And then the line, I'm with her. Because, you know, that was the thing. She's not alone. We're with her. Yeah. Oh, God. That was... Ham-fisted. Ham-fisted, yeah. Even ham-fisted moments can be sort of okay. Well, it was the scene the, itself was not bad. Yeah. It was more the thing of, and I had made a joke about this, of with WWE wrestling, because we do a podcast on that, so we're sort of informed. Vince McMahon, for a while back in the day, had a habit of going, look at all these women we have on the roster. I'm putting them in one big match that's three minutes long, where they all do a move, and then I shuffle them back out real quick. But I showed you we have women wrestling. That's when you want the diversity cookie. Yep, but you, whatever. but you didn't actually yeah. want to give them the proper time and development you're giving every, you're giving right. other people. Yeah. So, uh, because they don't like it when they do it that way. Because they're not special. Like I said, Scarlet it's one of those Witch, equality, Witch, but equality's got to be us getting more. Yeah. When Scarlet Witch shows up and tells Thanos, "Yeah, I'm taking you out because you took everything from me," and the crowd goes, "Yay!" Yeah, that got a they got a legit yeah. organic crowd reaction because it was. It made it was a resolution within the story mm-hmm. that made sense. It was from a developed character. It was he did not have the gauntlet at the time. No. Mm-mm. So her being able to manhandle him with her powers, it story wise, it worked. I guess that's the thing. Every time Captain Marvel pops up, it's like the, it's like they pause the story to do their little message, yeah. and then start the story back up instead well, of working and, it and, in organically. And their message is, you will like this character, and the thing and is, the, and the fans go, nah, not really. Yeah. The people don't like her. They don't like her. And it's not man babies. It's people that just don't like her. She didn't fit in the story. She didn't belong in that story. Every time she popped up, she felt like an interloper. There was no point to her. You could take her out of the movie, and the movie, truthfully, is better. You know, she brought nothing. When she was there, it was dull. You know, it's... Anything, anything she did, you could have had a not fat slob joke Thor do. Yeah, but and that's the thing. Think about the scene he first shows up with Stormbringer in the previous movie. Yep, he could have had a scene like that taking that ship out. Yep, easily. But oh no, let's make him the Big Lebowski. Let's make him the joke so you can push. We you know what they've determined is going to be the next big thing, despite the fact that nobody that's an actual fan of any of this crap wants her. If anything, it's not organic. It's not. The next right. big thing is Panther. Panther had an organic following. Ms. Captain Marvel don't have an organic following. She can't keep a book. I'm going to have to throw a reel out, reel that back in a little bit of it. Just let's remain focused on Endgame oh, yeah. for a bit because we're getting a little bit of a. Okay, well, that, was my, that was my scenes. What you got, Todd? Uh, things that I want to change. Hell, I'm, I'm almost like. Any scene of Thor after the five-year period was garbage. Yeah. I don't care for PTSD Thor, unworthy Thor, drunk, fat Thor, whatever the hell they were trying to do. One, because if you go in, well, this is these characters' last hurrah, then let them go out in glory. Mm-hmm. Give me the Cap that looks the most like Cap that he's ever looked. Put him in there. Give me the Iron Man, because even Iron Man suit is a throwback to the original. Give me Thor and that same thing. Give me a classic-looking Thor. Truthfully, I didn't mind him having me on her because, hell, that's classic Thor. Yeah, yeah. Him running around with Stormbreaker, hell, is pointless. You know, it's... But, you know, it's... Give me, you know... Give me the give me the big three 
truthfully add hope to that. In their glory, if this is their last movie. Mm-hmm. You know, if people want World Breaker, then by God, give them a shot or two of World Breaker Hulk going up against Thanos. Really, just just to get the character some redemption. Yeah. Thor needed redemption. Because the thing is, you made him a you made him a failure. Then you broke his confidence, made him a fat slob, and then he ends basically is still a kind of a failure and a joke. You know, Captain Marvel comes and takes out Sanctuary too. Yeah, Thor could easily do that. Mm-hmm. Thor could have done it. Hulk could have done it. There were characters there that could have done I it. I mean, frankly, from and it earlier been in the fight, it looked like Giant Man could do it. Yeah, because Giant Man took one of the whales and just popped it sideways. Yeah. Well, he was as big as it was at times. Yeah. Right, but, but the trick he is, could have jumped is, up and grabbed. Yeah, pull. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But if that would have been satisfying for anybody that's leaving. Let one of your original Avengers take the damn thing yeah. out. Let them shine. Don't worry about what's coming next. Let 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 your OG shine on that one. And they just seem determined that hell, Captain Marvel was just gonna be it. She just it, you know. Panther, fuck him. Spider-Man, yeah, you get a little something, but, you know, truthfully, when it comes to it, fuck you. Captain Marvel, she's all, and she's the one, and we're with her, and, it, it, and you're going to kill it, you know. It, it well, killed, it good killed, years, so yeah. yeah, it killed the books. It'll kill the movies. It will. You will have half your fan base basically go, fuck it, you can have it, shit. And now that you have nothing, and I know it's kind of segwaying, but it's, now that you have nothing, there's nothing to draw you to Phase Four. As it stands right now, no, there's phase not, four is to there's not one stuff. damn thing to draw you to Phase Four, which means it's got to sit on its own. It means you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do something because there's no reason to go see Spider-Man Far From Home. The story's over. You know, the days of is a is a gem gonna pop up in this movie or is it gonna advance the meta plot some kind of way? That's done. Now these characters have to stand on their own two feet and start building up again. Yeah, from and out of what they got. And truthfully, when they start building, if they do another space-based threat, you know, they got to be careful about what they start building because if it's too much like the previous one, you're going to lose people too. Yep, and you won't care. You know, that's, that's the thing. Doctor Strange ended it apart. Truthfully, out of all of them, and it's going to seem weird to me cause, since I'm a big fa- Panther fan, I think Strange is sitting in the best in the best spot to carry on successfully. Because his movie ended basically with Mordo basically going up getting rid of sorcerers. Which at least opens up something to be interested in. Panther they they used all his main villains in the first movie, so there's nothing there's really nothing there to go, man, I really want to go see this again other than I just like Black Panther. I mean, really, for some reason for me, my, my brain always goes, Black Panther can still face Mephisto. For some reason, it's always in my head. Only if they have the devil's pants. I would enjoy seeing Ross in the devil's pants. See, the thing is, Ant-Man probably will still get a three, because two was real good. Yeah. But, like, after that, it kind of comes down to me of just, like, I'll watch, I'll watch what I watched finish. I'll watch Ant-Man 3. If Guardians 3 comes out, I'll watch Guardians 3. I'll watch the rest of Black Panthers. If you came in with a Moon Knight, a Blade, or you know, or a new X-Men, I'd probably give the first one of those a shot. 
But it's like I said, it's really going to be the, that movie's own merit. Yeah, yeah, but, it's, but it, that's it. Is where a lot of things that that people were excited about. Oh, we didn't expect Guardians to do what it did, but it did what it did. Well, some of that was the meta plot. You knew Thanos was going to show up in it. You knew a, a new stone was going to show up in it. So it drew you in. Ant-Man was another one where you kind of went, well, I ain't really crazy about this character, but it might be part of the bigger story, so I guess I'll watch it. Nah, it's like... Captain Marvel 2, as it stands right now, has got to stand on the strength of that character. And considering it was almost utter revulsion every damn time she popped up in, on screen, yeah, I, And it's not leading into anything, so yeah. Yeah. But as far as Endgame goes, it fit its title. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's, it has wrapped things up. And that's both a good and a bad thing in the aspect of us as viewers, because it's good, we got a resolution. You can see there were plenty of hiccups, but they got from point A to point Z. Hmm. Yeah. They they spanned the spot they wanted to span. And wrapped up yeah, and wrapped up the story. Yeah. You know, it's got a beginning, a middle, and a yeah. conclusion. So now, you know, they're picking up it's going to be new it's gotta be a new story with new characters. So there's always going to be there's it's a it's a moment of trepidation of are they going to accept the fact that they're not gonna make in game money with these next, you know, yeah. Five to six to seven mm-hmm. films. Yeah, you you're probably not gonna get a billion dollars out of out of Far From Home. You're probably yeah. not gonna get a billion dollars out of Eternal. The thing is, are they willing to accept that, drop down and go, All right, let's start from stage one all over again. And I'm and I'm thinking that's the reason why they're saying that, you know, after Far From Home there's gonna be a break is because they're trying to figure out what the hell to do. They gotta get a new canon ready, yeah. new master plan, yeah. But um, but with that, you know, it's the wrap up. Yeah, you know, you can say you enjoyed it. You can say you didn't enjoy it. Yeah, you it, know, it's I, done and over now. They've done their decade. Yeah, yeah I've, I've enjoyed it for what it is. I I am cautiously optimistic about any damn thing that comes after it, just because I see it. I see the movies trying to take. I don't know. You seem you seem cautiously pessimistic, truthfully. <sighs> you know, that's probably more honest, just because. Like I said, I I see where they're trying to take the movies, and it's it's something that if you just look at the comics as research and development, it's a it's a it's a pathway that's already failed. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not interested in Foster Thor. I'm not really interested in Falcon Cap. I'm not interested in Riri ever popping up. Uh, I don't you know, I'm not interested in Captain Marvel in the slightest. The only thing I'm thinking I want from Captain Marvel is for it to be touched by Rogue and put into a coma where I can have Rogue flying around. Rogue, I'm interested in. I cross my fingers that'll be the end of Captain Marvel 3. Shit, I cross my fingers as the end of Captain Marvel 2. <laughs> How did it end? She was up on a bridge and some chick come out of the shadows and touched her <coughs> and sucked off the bridge and went off. You know, it's, it's just not... I'm just not... <coughs> I don't like the character. Yeah. But, uh, but with that, you know... We've just got to wait to see what, what new things come up, whether they can draw our interest or not. But with that being said, we do need to finish up. This has been almost strangely strangely correct a title. Man, we're too old for this. Nerd Eternal Network. Like and subscribe. We're everywhere. Uh, Facebook, YouTube. 
Twitch. Twitter. We are the Twitters. Sorry, I just saw your middle name on a piece of paper. Oh. But what's up everywhere? Check us out. Like and subscribe. Hit the notification bell. We can use all that we can get. We're desperate for your appreciation. Alright, see you soon.